0: This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, episode 170. Sick of health insurance? Here's an alternative with Joel Noble and Samaritan Ministries. welcome everyone to our latest episode and today we're going to be talking about insurance but no not the kind you have come to enjoy on this podcast no we're not talking about life insurance we're not talking about the bank on yourself concept today we are going to be talking about health insurance yeah that's right now wait before you unsubscribe delete the podcast it's not what you think we're going to be going through a counterintuitive i think very unique alternative to health insurance. And how it might impact your family's financial future. Because, as you know, most people go bankrupt because not because of financial reasons or market timing. Most people go bankrupt due to a health related emergency. So, this is a strategy that we're gonna get into today with our guest, Joel Noble. And we're gonna be talking about a health sharing ministry. Now, it's not health insurance, but it does solve the problem for. Many Americans across this country who are looking for something better than health insurance, in their opinion, and mine too, by the way, we use this full disclosure as a strategy to, I guess, get off the hamster wheel of health insurance out there today. So let's get into it. Joel Noble is the director of public policy at Samaritan Ministries International, where he has served since 2001. He directs the ministry's legislative program. He advocates with federal and state governmental bodies. He consults with the Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. Now, Joel earned his bachelor's in history, and we get get into that some in the episode, at Illinois State University, with an emphasis on political science, geography, and sociology. He also got a master's of arts in leadership studies at the seminary of Lincoln Christian University, where his final research paper focused on what the Bible teaches on proper jurisdiction of the family, the church, and civil government. Now, uh, he also works with Samaritan Ministries International. where he, uh, And Samaritan Ministries, as an organization, provides members with a refreshing opportunity to apply the principles of New Testament living in 21st century healthcare. Today, with more than a quarter of a million individual members, 272,000 members worldwide, who send a financial share every month directly to other members and households who have medical needs. Okay, so Samaritan members also pray for one another and include notes of encouragement along with their monthly share. So this is categorically different than health insurance maybe. And and in this simple way, they're currently sharing about $30 million of health related needs each and every month. So this is not small time potatoes. I know you're going to love this interview, so I won't make you wait any longer. Here's the very revealing conversation and wide-ranging conversation with Joel Noble. Joel, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Joel, we've got a lot of ground to cover. I think this is going to be an eye-opening episode for a lot of our listeners. Tell me about you. When did you discover leadership and how
1: do you define leadership in your world? So so I don't know who said it, but... I heard someone say one time that if no one's following you, then you're just taking a walk. I think leadership is the ability to have people follow you, but also being a servant. That's always been the two defining factors I've looked for in my own leadership. Are people willing to to follow me, and am I willing to serve, and how am I serving them? It was probably at a fairly young age, grade school, I didn't have the best temperament. I had a lot of people that would follow me, good or bad, maybe not always the best example. High school, onto college, getting into campus leadership, it's really where I began to see leadership come together and see what it meant to be a servant leader.
0: That's awesome. It's a paradox, isn't it? To lead means to have people following you, and yet servant leadership is learning to get out, get down on one knee and wash people's feet and serve yeah. people. So that's, it's a paradox and I love it. Yeah. I love the paradox. Yeah. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. I was just so glad you accepted our invitation to have, uh, have you come on our podcast today. You represent, you're the director of public policy for Samaritan Ministries International. Tell me in your own
1: words, what is Samaritan Ministries International? So Samaritan is a healthcare sharing ministry. And a healthcare sharing ministry is a non-insurance way to meet medical needs. So in a very easy, I guess, relatable sense, if you've ever seen or even seen a picture of an Amish barn raising where a community comes together and helps their neighbor put up a barn in this case, it is a community way to meet healthcare needs. And in a more detailed way, each month our members send a personal check or use PayPal or use the app that we have to send what we call their share directly to a person that had a medical need. And then that person with the medical need takes all those shares and pays the actual bills that they had.
0: Incredible. Okay. So, you know, we, we are in the midst of a ongoing crisis in healthcare across this country. The average
1: family cost. Do you know that off the top of your head? I just was talking to a member yesterday. He's actually a physician and was sharing. It's about $2,100 for a family is what he told me. Multiply that times 12 and you're well over $20,000. Yep. And the way he described it is it's a new car every year.
0: And That's right. You yep. Buy a
1: new car every year. So.
0: That's right. Consumerhealthratings.com also has done studies. And as of September of 2019, it was over $21,000 a year. And his point is now it's closer to 25,000. And you're right, I'm seeing the inflation rate on healthcare premiums and costs of health coverage going up double the rate of inflation. And you just said, this is a non-insurance solution. So walk me through what you just said and maybe even give us a cost comparison Let's talk money first, but then let's get into the why and the heart behind it. But first, just tell us what this is not. It's not health insurance, Yeah. but it solves a similar problem, if I could say that. So talk us through that a bit more.
1: In a very detailed sense, insurance transfers risk from an individual to the company. So they spread that risk out between all the people, and the company themselves takes on that risk. With the case of healthcare sharing at Samaritan, These are actual needs that have taken place. So there's no actuaries trying to decide based on your age or your health, how much we should charge you. It's literally people that have had medical needs and they need help with that. And they're counting on their brothers and sisters in Samaritan to help with that need. By cutting out the middleman and going directly member to member, what that does is it lowers um, the amount tremendously. And so in our classic program, uh, which we've had since the beginning, it's currently at 530 for a family. That's a little over 6,000 a year. If we're at 21,000 or 22,000 in the insurance market, that literally is a car uh, every year that you you could buy just by getting out of the insurance market. And then we have a newer program called Given, which is more automated. This new program allows for repricing. So because of that, it's even cheaper than the 530. A family can be down under the 400 range with a little bit of out-of-pocket on the front end.
0: So that's the math behind this. And you're right. You just literally showed us a way to cover our health expenses for 75% off of the average cost of healthcare in this country. Yeah, uh, I just want everyone to hear those words because that is jaw-dropping when you really step back and think about it. Where is it written? that you have to have a health insurance company for profit, a health insurance company who may or may not align with your values, covering the health expenses in your life. Nowhere is that written where you have to do that. Now, historically, take us back to where this started. Many of our listeners might have an employer that covers their health insurance cost, or at least partially covers it. So where did that get started? And then also, if you can give us the origin story for Samaritan.
1: Sure. I guess to be a little wonky in my previous life, I taught history f- around World War II. What happened was there was price, what's called price controls. And you could only charge you know, so much for meat and you can only charge so much for vegetables. And there was like a set amount for wages.
0: And I just so, don't, I don't mean to interrupt you there, but yeah. just everyone think about that for a minute. What would that feel like if your boss couldn't give you a raise because the government said he couldn't give you a raise? Exactly. Or the price of bread couldn't be under or over a certain price. That was in the land of the free when our grandparents were around. That's surprising to me that even existed. But why was that the case? First of all, and then I'll stop interrupting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it was just to put money into the war effort. And so that, that was the way the price controls. And so a way around that was to get different employees, if everyone was paying the same amount to go, I mean, I'm from Peoria, land of Caterpillar tractors. So I'll use that as an example. So if, whether you went to Caterpillar or Komatsu or John Deere, if everyone got paid the same wage to make a tractor, how do you get the highest quality employee? So what they started doing is offering benefits. And this is the usually the what we see is the origin of employer-based health insurance is okay, so we can only pay whatever, $2 an hour, because that's what the government's saying, but we'll also provide for your doctor care, we'll provide for for your medicine. And so that's a way to get an employee over someone else. And so that's basically how it took off. And now, whatever, 60, 70 years later, we see it's the norm. Very few people have any if they have insurance, is outside of the employer uh, market. And so that's normally what we see is how people have health insurance now. And it's still a way to attract employees. That's one of the things you look at. You're looking at wages, but it's a lot of times you're looking at what's the benefit package, and that includes health insurance. So- and Joel, take us back to 1997 when Samaritan got started. As- sure. Sure. So with the ACA, what they did was created a marketplace so folks could go and and buy insurance. So if you didn't have it through your employer, this provided a way to go and get insurance. And the reason you had to go get insurance is they added a mandate, both on the employer and on the individual, requiring you to have insurance. So, if not, then you were fined on your taxes in the way of a tax penalty. If you owed money on your taxes, you're going to owe more with the penalty if you didn't have insurance. And if you were getting a rebate, then they took the penalty out of that rebate and you got less of a rebate. And so, fortunately, healthcare sharing, because we were not a burden on the system, and that's the argument we made, was that we weren't free riders. Our folks weren't showing up at the uh, emergency room or the hospital, getting free care that we were taking care of our members. We were exempted from that penalty, our members at least. If you were in a uh, certified healthcare sharing ministry, the government certified about 107, the vast majority of them being small Mennonite type groups. So very localized churches that were doing this. So the history of of Samaritan. Around 1981 was the first formalized healthcare sharing ministry. It was out of Ohio. It uh, came about out of a rescue mission there. The founder of that rescue mission had a car accident and tragically lost his wife and one of his children and had a lot of medical needs. He put something in his newsletter and folks started sending checks to him to help with that medical need. And that's how uh, that started. Our president at Samaritan was a member of that group. I looked at it and thought, "This is a really good concept." There's some things that maybe I could do differently, improve upon it, and that was the origin story, or it is the origin story of of Samaritan Ministries coming out of that ministry that he was actually a part of. And then, even you know, prior to that, we look at, like I mentioned, the Amish barn raising, and prior to you know, Second World War, this is communities would just come together and help with medical needs and you would work with your doctor and barter with your doctor and often communities would even create communal pots to help folks in the community. And if you go back even further with a Christian origin, that talks about in the book of Acts, about how believers came together to care for each other's needs, even prior to the United States or we could see this in the Christian community.
0: Yeah. As they say, there's nothing new under the sun. But that you took it way back. That is a that's a history teacher doing his job. So thank you, Joel. And this is not a small little, small little collective of a couple of dozen families anymore. I'm reading here that there's a quarter of a million individual Samaritan members. And full disclosure, I am one of those members and proud to say so. Uh, Samaritan Ministry International has helped dramatically drop the costs of these members' healthcare expenses, both through their monthly cost-sharing but also in term and we'll get to this uh, in terms of just lowering the expenses to do the care itself usually negotiating rates and so forth but this is not a small time operation samaritans growing biblical community shares approximately 30 million in medical needs person to person each and every month and a total of 2.3 billion dollars shared since 1997 am i correct on those statistics
1: You're absolutely correct yep
0: Yeah, it's been amazing. How do you do that? How does a community that large trust itself or trust one another? Because let's talk about the risk. It's it's not health insurance. So let's just get the elephant out of the room here, Joel. How do you get people to trust each other like that?
1: I know that there's groups out there that aren't necessarily Christian. And people ask every once in a while, okay, I like this, but why does it have to be Christian? I don't know if you have to be a Christian to understand this, but there's just that common community. And just this understanding of I'm going to trust each other with it. And then beyond that, we often tell ourselves, even here, that Samaritan is just one way that needs are provided for. And even in a biblical sense, The church at large was just one way, and it actually came after the family and the local church. So we even have members that don't submit needs when they have them because they're able to bear it as a family. And sometimes even their local church will help them out with that, and they don't burden the larger community. And so it's amazing to be able to see the members over the years. And I've talked to numbers of members that said, I've been with you 15 years. I've never had a need, and I love sending my check every month. Yeah. And I can tell you from experience, I don't love paying my car insurance. And I don't love paying my homeowner's insurance and I hope to never use it. And I've, you know, never used my homeowners, thankfully, but, and I don't want to, but I also don't enjoy paying it. Yeah. And so it is a testament to their community that they love doing it and have never had a medical need.
0: Well, I'll tell you that has been true for me. I'm looking at my share and they call it a share rather than a premium But Samaritan each month sends me a email telling me, Hey, it's time to pay the monthly share. And I guess if I missed a couple of these shares, I guess I would no longer be considered a member. So there's that alongside the trust that comes with being a a part of the community. If you don't participate, eventually they don't let you stick around, which is the right thing to do. I'd say on Samaritan's part, but every month I get a little email saying, in this case, it was a little baby. They give me the name of the family here. And it says this baby was born six weeks early. And he weighed such and such pounds and ounces. It says, praise God for this blessing. Please pray for continued growth and development. And then here's your share of their medical bills. And here's the address to send the check basically. And I just fill the check out and uh, you can use PayPal as well if you want, but it's all electronic if you want it to be, but it is so different. It's like smelling salts against the stark reality of a for-profit faceless health insurance company. Uh, And the price, like you said, uh, my family pays a little over 500 bucks a month for a family of three, but basically you're saying whether it's a family of three, four, five, or six, the price is still about the same. Uh, And that's incredibly affordable, but more than that, it's very refreshing to be able to give to families in need.
1: Yeah. Yeah absolutely and you mentioned about if someone doesn't send their share for a few months and what is also refreshing is we reach out to those folks and see what's going on and the most common answer is oh i i got a job now with insurance i don't need it anymore, and they just failed to tell us we're like okay that's fine we'll reassign to somebody else but sometimes we hear that they're going through a hard time especially now with covid and job loss. Fortunately, we have members that are willing to help sponsor. So we have members that can't bear that 530 and another member that says, I can bear that and some more and help them out and keep them on. And so we always do everything we can to if folks aren't sending to figure out why and then help them stay on. And then ultimately, if they do leave, it's completely their choice. They've decided this isn't you know the best for me and I'd you know, like to move on. And so we do everything under the sun that we can to try to help them stay a member and figure out why they're leaving. Well, that's great. Joel, thank you
0: very much for that. I think I mentioned I personally use Samaritan Ministries as a health insurance alternative for my family. It has been tremendous. It's been awesome. We've used it in a number of occasions, but one in particular, I was out in the West. I was out at Jackson Hole, Wyoming with some friends and colleagues for a work retreat. And one of the activities for the day was downhill Mountain biking, I'd never done it before, but I gotta tell you, I was thrilled. You'd go up one of those uh, ski lifts, take you to the top of a, a mountain. They put your bike on that on that rack with you. You'd hop off the bi- hop off the ski lift, hop on your bike, and just start riding downhill. And and essentially, you want to ride that line between thrill and disaster. And there were a couple of moments where I felt like uh, I was about to just spill over the side of a mountain, essentially. Uh, But I was keeping up with a guy who did this essentially for a weekend warrior type lifestyle. He was absolutely great at downhill mountain biking, was hugging the curves, jumping over mounds of dirt, uh, essentially doing triple flips in the air. Okay. Not that exactly, but pretty close. Uh, And I was trying to keep up with this guy and it was so thrilling. I went way too fast. And of course I hit some tree roots on my path and flip over my handlebars, Crack my wrist and I'm out for the day. So I made it back, uh, had a couple of x rays done, and that, yep, my bones were broken. So I was put in a cast, got the bill. It was a couple thousand dollars, and we submitted everything to Samaritan. It was very easy, just uploaded the bills to Samaritan and you know, Samaritan did their review of everything. And within about 30 to 60 days, we started getting checks in the mail from strangers, assuming that these were other Samaritan members. A lot of times they actually had well wishes and prayers and kind words of encouragement and notes for for me to feel better and to to just encourage me to, to get better soon. But most importantly, I guess, financially speaking, was they sent us the money to pay for the bill. And within just a month or two, it was all paid off and taken care of. But man, it's just such a simple process. The whole concept just works. It's worked every time we've needed it. And of course, every month, we're giving out our our monthly share to another family. So we've loved it.
1: Do you have any stories yourself, Joel? I have four boys and... My second oldest, now fourteen, when he was born, I'd gone through the experience, you know, once before with my oldest, with his older brother. But with him, got the checks and notes. But a lady had sent an outfit along with it. I'd been with Samaritan at that point for about five years. I'd seen some things, and but it just really hit me in that moment that this is more than just checks. It's more than just money. This is somebody that I've never met and may never meet in this side of heaven, that just went out and thought, I'll bless his family with an outfit on top of the check. In terms of cost, several years later with my now six-year-old, we had always used the same hospital and they had what they called a stork broker program. And if you paid up front, it was I think $2,300 originally, and then went up to $3,600 by the time my youngest came along. If you paid that before the delivery, that was the cost, including epidural. So good price. This hospital happened to be going through a buyout from a larger you know, company in uh, a state over. And so weren't aware of the Storkburger program. And so I got a bill for $12,000 after he was born. And thankfully, a few phone calls, got that cleared up, but it really gave me insight into the big difference in healthcare costs because I knew that they were obviously making money on the 3,600. Otherwise they wouldn't be charging it. They weren't doing all these births at a loss. And to see the $9,000 difference they were going to to charge uh, on top of that and realized, oh, there is some large disparities in in pricing and honestly, a lack of transparency. It's always interesting when you see that. And I think you experienced that with that large bill, nearly $30,000 less. You're
0: exactly right. And it lays bare the price model, the business model of healthcare in this country and the insane margins that can be made. Tell me, okay, so there are three main reasons why Christians might look at a healthcare sharing ministry. And then we'll talk for those who aren't Christians what options they might have if this is an intriguing model for them as well. The three main reasons I understand are the community that you feel Absolutely. a part of. Yeah. Who else is giving out little baby onesies with their health insurance premium? I don't know. The second is the cost, both in terms of the sharing cost or premium as some people might call it, but the sharing amount is much less than typical health insurance but also the negotiation options that are available. I want to hear from you about Keras Group and what it does inside Samaritan. And then also the third, I would say for me, has been there are no networks. I can choose any medical provider I want. Can you speak to each of those three? Absolutely.
1: So the community is huge because what we've said for 26 years is you can often be beat on cost If your whole model is built on, we're the cheapest and someone comes along and does it even $10 cheaper, then someone can always beat you. And so we've always put community first and that's always been the driver is the community. And that's one of the reasons why it took so long to get this new program up and going. I mean, there was other ministries out there that were more automated, but we felt like we needed to keep the community in there, but also streamline it a, a little bit better. And we found that in this new program, even back uh, when I first started, even before we had a public policy department, when I was working directly with the members on their needs, I had a member who had uh, blood cancer and he gave me a call one day, he had some bills to submit. And the first thing he said was, Joel, you sound a little bit tired today. Is everything going Okay. And come to, you know, later, this gentleman passed away a week later. So he's in the last week of his life and is at this point, unfortunately, dying of blood cancer. And his first question is, you sound tired. Are you doing okay? And that's just how our members are. They care for each other. And yeah, and I still, it's been now nearly 20 years you know since that conversation took place and it still affects me when i think about our members being like that it's more than just member to member it's they bless us as employees to be able to speak to them. Then the networks more and more with insurance, you're dependent on who your company tells you can go to. And so if they have to pull out of a certain community, I remember this happening a few years ago in Memphis to where for a time there wasn't any provider in the Memphis metro area and because of people pulling out over the ACA. And so if you're in that area and you're used to going to your doctor, now you have to find a new company. That was, that's devastating, especially when you have a relationship with your doctor. If you're someone that wants to try some different treatments, we have even an employee here, a young lady in her mid twenties who had cancer and she, you know, was able to see a doctor she wanted to. And she is very open about if I had insurance, they would not have let me go to this provider. And most likely it would have been my life. I don't say that to be dramatic, but in her case, she believes that her, you know, life was saved because she was able to see the provider she wanted to and not have to worry then about being out of network and paying a huge amount for going out of network. Yeah. And so we've heard other stories like that, just the freedom to see any provider you want.
0: Fantastic. That's incredible. Okay. So again, it's the business model or it's the assumptions we make that often determines our outcomes. And if our assumptions are, Hey, I have to do what I'm told to do to get my employer health insurance, et cetera, or I have to have my day job because I can't go without my health insurance. Yeah, Guys, you're hearing Joel describe an alternative here. It's not for everyone. Who is this not for? And what are the risks? What are we missing,
1: Joel? Sure. So insurance is very ingrained in in our society. And there are people out there that want to know for sure they're going to have something. That's not to say that insurance is foolproof, but people believe that it is.
0: Uh, yeah. How many times are so, health or how many, excuse me for interrupting, but how many times do you hear of insurance companies we- weaseling out of a, a claim that's uh, due to be paid, but exactly. you know, yes, to, your, to your point.
1: And so for the person that I would say believes that, believes that insurance is, is ironclad, then that's probably the right choice for you. My dad worked for you know, Caterpillar, I've mentioned before being in Peoria. My grandfather did. We were very much a a Caterpillar family. And so growing up, I had that Cadillac insurance. So stepping out of that was a step of faith, even more so for my father and father-in-law who were looking at this young married couple thinking, we're going to have to pay a bunch of medical debt (laughs) for for these young young newlyweds that are now trying something different. And by the time they both retired, they're both asking me, can you tell me a little bit more about Samaritan? This seems to be better than even our retirement package. We've never thought insurance was bad. And people ask that sometimes what's wrong with insurance? And there are, Things wrong, but we're not anti-insurance. We just feel like this is a better option for a lot of people.
0: Or supplemental too. I have a couple of clients who the individual and her children are covered at her job, but mm-hmm. her spouse, the husband is not covered. And so they had to find something for the husband and they found Samaritan for the yeah. non-covered spouse. Is that, do you see that as
1: well? Yeah, we do, yep. especially when you have a, a family where you have two working individuals. And often maybe one of them is in a a more corporate world and the other ones maybe self-employed. And I know that it's a lot of money to buy in uh, to that plan. Mm -hmm. And so I saw that a lot with my fellow teachers back in the day to where they would not have their spouse on their teacher plan. And so, yeah, we do see that to where it's just too cost prohibitive to put a spouse on, and this works great to either put that one spouse on or they bring on the spouse and the kids and because it's just too cost prohibitive to put them on insurance.
0: And what about uh, those on Medicare? Would you say that Samaritan does more than what Medicare Part A and maybe even B? covers?
1: Yeah. So as a supplement to Medicare, we have members that you know, when they turn 65, they do make that you know decision to stay with us as opposed to buying a, a supplement. And the only advice we give them is as some of your listeners may know, if you don't opt in at the time, then you're penalized for every month that you didn't opt in. And so we make them aware of that on the front end. Just say, if you do make this decision, you decide to go with Medicare later, you're, you will be penalized. There is a waiver if you had insurance insurance. And so since we're not insurance, there's no guarantee they'll waive that. Sometimes it does happen to where they apply for the waiver and they get it. but we always warn them just know everything going in. We're happy that you you like Samaritan. We definitely want you to stay, but just know the possible penalty they may you know put on you for not you yeah. know, choosing.
0: Joel, as we're wrapping up here, I want to hear a few not average things that Samaritan is willing to share. And that's their word for cover guys. It's not insurance. We keep saying that, but the word that they use there is share. So what does Samaritan members, what do Samaritan members share that you feel would be typically not covered under regular health insurance?
1: Sure. Yeah. Some of the things that you may not see in your insurance is, would be alternative medicine. If you want to try alternative medicine supplements medical tourism is a big deal because we encourage our members if you can go even out of state if you can even go out of country and it's a savings overall we'll even share that that hotel room that flight things like that because if it you know cost you 10,000 in your you know local city but it's only a 2000 in Puerto Rico for instance, and it only cost you you know, $300 to fly there and $500 to stay in a hotel, you're still 000, thousands of dollars ahead. And we have members that look at that. There's more and more clinics popping up that are outside of the insurance market that in small senses, like quick care to where they do maybe a dozen different services, and it's $40. There's the, there's a center in, in Oklahoma city, Oklahoma surgical center that is very much lower cost because they work outside of the insurance market and they don't have all that overhead. And so those kind of things, anytime that you can save, we incentivize that.
0: Awesome. And then there's the healthcare blue book. Do you want to share anything about that? And also how uh, Samaritan helps negotiate the price after the yeah. bill comes due?
1: Yeah. So Healthcare Blue Book is a great tool we have for our members through the dash. So we have an online dashboard where it has a lot of health resources, including call a nurse and dial a doc services like that, including Healthcare Blue Book and Healthcare Blue Book gives you the option to look up procedures and look up not only procedures, but facilities and see, okay, while it may be cheap over here, this doesn't have a good rating. And so to be able to, to put the two together, get a good mm. price and a good facility, and we incentivize that. You mentioned the initial out-of-pocket providers that are cost savings, money goes back towards that initial out-of-pocket.
0: Okay, Okay. so if, if I find a way to save $300 on my bill, I don't even have to come up with that out-of-pocket. Samaritan members will share 100% of the need If I save Samaritan members 300 bucks or more, I don't have to have anything come out of my pocket, so to speak. It's all covered by members. Am I
1: hearing that right? The initial out-of-pocket is what we call a a hard initial and shareable. In the Classic program, it's $400. But if you use one of those preferred providers under Blue Book, then I believe it's $200 uh, back if you use one of those so you still may have some out of pocket but you're saving o- overall yeah. and so that ultimately keeps the share low anytime we save then it keeps us from having to do a share increase
0: and i have to really just emphasize yeah. this a deductible on a traditional health insurance program might be $5000 out of pocket 10000 for a high deductible health plan and that's still going to require me to pay 15 18 20 2,400 bucks a month for a family. Whereas what we're describing here is 100 to 300 bucks out of pocket, 400 maybe. And the cost is four or 500 bucks a month depending on the size of the family and so forth. It's unbelievable what you guys have discovered and have been doing. This is not an experiment out in the fringes here. This is a quarter million Americans who are already doing this. So again, my hat is off to you guys for not just wishing things were different, but voting with your feet and putting together a system that works and a community that cares. And I, I, having been doing this now for, oh goodness, about 10 years, maybe a little less longer, maybe somewhere in there, I have never looked back. And I'm glad to say we've saved, I can't even imagine all the money we've saved on healthcare premiums, health insurance premiums, Joel, as we wrap up here, I'd like to ask you, what is it that you wish people knew? If you had thirty seconds for a Super Bowl ad to talk about Samaritan, what do you think people need to know about what you guys have done here?
1: Yeah, that it works. I know it's a step of faith sometimes, but it is it is well worth it to step out. Without bashing insurance, there's not as much assurance in insurance as as, as people. Th- Think. there is another option. And I would say having my family do this now for right at 20 years, for us, it's a better option What I tell people. And I almost wish I had said this earlier, but it is
0: an exemption in the Affordable Care Act. And if the penalty ever comes back, which it's not there now, it is not a penalty to have this. Apparently it has to be a faith-based
1: nonprofit, if I'm remembering correct, that's the exemption. Is that right? There's about five qualifications and, you know, 501c3 been in existence prior to December 31st, 99. So they wanted some establishment in there. And there's some other things about annual audit and not dropping people when they become sick, which is just Great. the decent thing to do. Yeah, just the decent thing to do. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. There's no penalty right now, but if it were to come back will still be here.
0: Yeah. There's no penalty for members if that penalty comes yeah. back in the federal yeah. government and under the yeah. ACA. Great. Okay. Yeah. So tell us how we can find out more about Samaritan and uh, specifically if folks want to talk to somebody about becoming a member, what do they do?
1: Sure. So SamaritanMinistries.org is always a great place to start. Our guidelines are up there. There's overview and comparison of our three different program uh, options. You can do research there. And then if you have questions, there's a uh, contact form on there. Or if you just want to start directly by dialing somebody, it's 877-764-2426. And you can get connected up with what we call our Membership Development Department. And they are great team of folks. And I doubt there's a question you have that they have not heard and answered multiple times. They love explaining Samaritan. The nice thing is they're not there to sell Samaritan. They're there to help you be comfortable with it and completely understand it and make an informed decision. Great. Thank you,
0: Joel, for your time and exploring this not so average way for healthcare solutions. So thank you for your time and what you do.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you very much,
0: Joel Noble and Samaritan Ministries, for coming on our podcast today. I know a lot of our listeners probably have their jaws open right now, just aghast that this is even possible. And yes, it is. Uh, I've been privileged, as I mentioned in the episode, to have used Samaritan Ministries for years now for me and also my family's health related needs. We've never found ourselves for want in the medical space, we always feel like we've got our backs covered. Uh, And of course, it's been such a privilege to get to cover and help and share and the medical needs of other people across this country. So guys, if this is something that you're just stumbling across for the first time, I kind of want you to listen to this episode all over again, because Joel gives such great information and it's such a mind paradigm shift that it probably takes another repeat in this particular episode. I don't in any way represent Samaritan. It's just a cool strategy that I love and mention when it makes sense for our clients as an alternative to health insurance. So with all that, I I do want you guys to just feel free to reach out to me, to ask me questions, or, or again, go directly to Samaritan, their website, and find out if it's a good fit for you. So that's it for today's episode. I want you guys to have a wonderful week. And again, thank you for joining me on another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your health, your economy, and your future.